it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To a very, very special edition of your Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for September 13th, 2021. And it is a new day. Yes, it is. This is probably one of the most satisfying Raws that I've watched in quite some time. And we'll get into all the nitty gritty, but this was fun. Thoroughly enjoyed this show. It sped by. Three hours felt like five minutes, honestly. It was it was just good. Crowd was hot. They're in Boston, Massachusetts. Of course, Boston being one of the best wrestling cities in the United States definitely brought their energy tonight, and it showed in the matches. So we'll just get right into it. Earlier in the night, or actually say earlier in the day on Monday, Biggie put out a tweet stating, Cats out of the bag. I'm going to cash in my Money in the Bank briefcase tonight. And, of course, a lot of people, myself included, was like, nah, this is bait. Don't fall for it. Some people took it a step farther. Oh, they're just going to have They're doing this. You watch the show, and then, you know, he's not going to cash in, and you're all going to feel used, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, yes, I understand Raw is going up against Monday Night Football, which also returned tonight. Um, I watched the tail end of that game before recording this, and my lord, that was some very entertaining football. So, this show kicks off with Big E coming over from SmackDown, gets in the ring, and is quickly joined by RK-Bro and the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley with MVP. And it turned into a big ego fest, I would say, (laughs) Um, between Bobby and Randy uh, talking about their championship match that they're going to have tonight. Now, this match was supposed to take place at Extreme rules, but Randy being Randy changed, you know, went to uh, the powers that be and 
said, now nah, I want this match tonight. Okay. And of course, Biggie just standing by and having his briefcase up for everybody to see. Just to let you all know, whoever wins, you got to deal with me type of thing. So it's, it's good. So at the tail end of this opening segment, Lashley's just talking trash about both Randy and Big E. Big E's had enough. Big E walks up to Lashley, holding up that briefcase in his face. He says, you're just going to worry about me. Lashley smacks the Money in the Bank briefcase out of his hand. And Big E, obviously furious by this, just starts, you know, they just start yelling at each other, going back and forth. And then Randy just slides in, <laughs> RKO, right onto Lashley. Beautiful. <laughs> Great way to end the segment. Uh, so this main event for the night was going to be a banger. Like I talked about the crowd crowd was all over this entire show. There were only a couple spots where they weren't overly enthused, but that's to be expected. For the most part, they were in this. So we started off our in-ring action uh, with our uh, our favorite championship tenders match <laughs> uh, as Charlotte took on Shayna Baszler. Nia uh, coming out at some point during the match, causing a distraction, and causes Shayna to lose. So, obviously, they're going back and forth on costing each other championship matches, and now this will lead to a match between Shayna and Nia next week and officially end their tag team, which I have to say, thank God. <laughs> Both of them, honestly, should... Just stick to singles wrestling, um, especially Shayna. She needs to come back from this horrible rut she's been in. So hopefully after this, she can go on, you know, on her way and start moving forward. While this match was happening during the commercial break, we got confirmation, and I'm so excited for this, the WWE draft is returning. It'll be on October 1st. And October 4th on that Raw and that SmackDown. So I'm very excited. Three weeks away, and we get to see some new faces in new places. It's going to be exciting. Um, I know with the new branding of NXT, I would only assume that if anybody does get drafted to Raw or SmackDown from NXT, it'll be people who have probably run their course with NXT. So we'll see what happens. So after the match, Charlotte gets the win. We get a lovely <laughs> interruption from Miss Bliss with Lily. Uh, and they're carrying a package, a gift, all wrapped up with a nice bow. And Alexa tells Charlotte that you know, she want, they wanted to give her a gift. And, of course, Charlotte's like, no, no, I don't want it. No, obviously, no. Alexa keeps, you know, going at her. So, anyways, 
going forward. Um, Bliss, Bliss gives her the gift. Charlotte eventually opens it. And it's a doll of her own. And this doll's name is Charlie. <laughs> um, <laughs> the crowd absolutely freaked out during this entire thing. They are very much for Miss Bliss. So apologies to the internet for saying that her gimmick was stupid and over and not over and et cetera, et cetera. The crowd loves it. They have for the last couple of weeks. Um, more so as the weeks have gone on once the people have come back. So they're definitely here to stay. After that, we had six-man tag action as Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders took on Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky with Drew nearly taking Shanky's head off, <laughs> hitting that Claymore, getting the one, two, three. We have a U.S. title match uh, and a fantastic match at that with Damian Priest taking on and defeating Jeff Hardy. Uh, I know Jeff Hardy was the talk of a lot of people last week after he was involved with the 24-7 championship chase. And not too many people were happy about that, even though Jeff himself said, I, I don't care what they give me. Like, I'm going to make it work to the best of my abilities. That's fine. Uh, we had a nice little segment with the 24-7 championship currently with Reggie um, jumping over things and just getting things in people's way um, <laughs> to hold on to his title. And at, towards the end of this, we have Tozawa and R-Truth yelling at one another and Drake Maverick walks in the picture. R-Truth's like... Yo, your your plan didn't work. And Drake's like, oh, the plan worked. It's just the execution wasn't wasn't good. So then obviously that leads our truth and desire to get into a fight with one another about whose fault it was that it didn't work. But this continues, and I have a feeling that eventually this will lead to Drake Maverick getting that title. So it should be good. Um, we talked about Damian Priest uh, getting the win over Jeff Hardy. Uh, during that match, Sheamus was actually out there as well. And Sheamus immediately hits the ring once Priest gets the 1-2-3 on Jeff, attacks uh, Priest, but Priest is able to fight him off. So, leading up to Extreme Rules, this rematch is going to be a lot of fun to watch. We then had a big scruffle in the back between Nikki Cross, Reed Ripley, Tamina, and Natty. And it led to an impromptu match uh, with uh, Tamina taking on Nikki Cross. And this, I think, was the only spot in the show that really was a, a blunder. Um, there was a spot where Nikki went to cover Tamina, and I think Tamina just miscounted or just, I don't know, forgot, and she didn't kick out in time. The ref hit the three, called for the bell. Not only did they say Tamina won, they played her music. 
So blunders all around, but Nikki Cross, or I'm sorry, Nikki A-S-H, or if you're Sonya Deville, A-H-S, for like American Horror Story, um, this this whole segment was just a little wonky, but it it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, after that, we went right into Rhea Ripley taking on Natty. With Rhea getting the win, so a clean sweep for the ladies over the tag champs. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this women's tag team title picture because Deegan Knox and Shanti Blackheart have beaten the champs a few times as well, and yet we don't know what's going on with them either. Maybe we'll have ourselves a triple threat match at Extreme Rules. I think that would be the best way to get this going. Will it happen? Who knows? We'll find out. After that, it was an eight-man tag match as Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, and The New Day took on AJ Styles, Omos, T-Bar, and Mace. This was, a, this was another fun match t- to watch. And my lord, the pop that Omos got when he finally got into this ring and then proceeded to destroy the entire team. <laughs> And gets the victory over Ali. It was absolutely insane. After that, we ended up having our most <laughs> most anticipated grudge match of the year. As it was Dewdrop taking on Eva Marie. Now, Eva Marie got that 8K action. That camera on during her entrance. And... They don't use that too often anymore, but when they do, it looks crisp. looks real nice. Match obviously did not last very long. Dewdrop getting the victory, and I would hope that from now on, they will move out and keep going with Dewdrop doing her own thing. It's a shame that she's not going to be going by Piper Niven, but... Well, maybe she can make Dewdrop do the best she possibly can. So we'll see what happens going forward. After that, Carrying Cross, standing in the back with a nice suit on, doing this great promo. But I got Sean O'Hare vibes from this promo so much because he's not telling you anything you don't already know. But the presentation of him now is the way he should always have been since the beginning. So hopefully more of this, less of what he has been doing, but we'll see. And then it was your main event of the evening, and it is for your WWE Championship. Randy Orton looking to become a 15-time heavyweight champion as he takes on the almighty WWE Champion. Bobby Lashley. Now, this match was real good. Real good. Um, There were multiple times where I thought that Randy was going to take this. But he doesn't. Lashley hits two spears on Randy. Randy, unfortunately, being distracted on the outside due to MVP. Uh, MVP was running his mouth, um, arguing with Riddle, 
and trying to get involved in the match. Um, he tr- he ended up pulling out um, Lashley after Randy hit an RKO in the ring. So Randy rolls out of the ring, goes, delivers a, a beautiful RKO to MVP, laying him out on the outside, and then Riddle literally just corpsing over to the side of MVP. It was the, <laughs> probably one of the funniest things that I've seen in quite some time on television um, on Raw. Uh, but unfortunately, Randy, because of that distraction, rolls back in the ring and eats yet another spear. Lastly, gets the one, two, three, and retains his title. He then continues the onslaught on Randy after the match, takes him to the outside, delivers a powerbomb through the commentary table. Unfortunately, when he did that, he hurt his leg. And at that point, I immediately went, okay, now is the time. Within 10 seconds, Big E's music hits. Lashley's limping his way into the ring. Biggie's running down the ramp with a ref and the Money in the Bank briefcase. Hands over the briefcase. Ref says, you know, brings it over to the announcer. The announcer says Biggie's cashing in his his uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. We have a WWE Championship match right now, but first, here's a five minute commercial break. Why? <laughs> Why? For the life of me, I will never understand why they choose to break up the action for something that is so incredible that's happening. People have been wanting Big E to cash in that championship, that that briefcase for a long time. We've all been waiting for him to do something big. No pun intended with the name. It's just we we were waiting for it. And then you're just going to drop a five-minute commercial. It's like... Why? It's like, you know, say they, like, they did that with Dolph Ziggler cashed in on, on uh, Alberto Del Rio all those years ago. You know, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, so I guess that would be my second beef with the show. But that really isn't a show problem. That's an issue with marketing and not knowing how to do their goddamn job. But whatever. <laughs> the match was short. They had literally less than five minutes to do this match. Lashley hits a spear on Big E, but Big E was able to kick out, which got me to hop off my couch for a second because I thought, oh my God, he's going to not cash this in um, <laughs> successfully. But he kicks out. He then delivers the big ending, or in this case, the biggest ending, and gets the one, two, three. And dear God, two-thirds now of New Day have been WWE champion. I I can't articulate how, how happy I am for Big E. I know how hard the man has worked and how long he's been doing this. And it's special. The one thing, and this is just a personal take, I understand why they did it. 
but for me, I wish that he that Iggy wouldn't have tweeted out that he was going to cash in because it led everybody to believe that he was going to actually do it. I'm happy that he did it, but I like it better when it's a surprise, a complete utter surprise. Like you don't see it coming. Like I bring up Dolph Ziggler. He always teased it, but never actually did it. But then when he cashed in on out on, on Alberto Del Rio, the, the entire crowd exploded. Now the crowd was very excited when he cashed in. It just and again, this is just my personal preference on this. It felt like there could have been more of a surprise and it could have been an even bigger deal. Not that it wasn't a big deal, but just, I don't know. Like for me, it, it didn't feel like as big as it could have been. Like they left something on the table, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm still super excited. I, I can't wait to see what's going on. Clearly now Biggie's going to be on Raw. So New Day is all back together again as they should have been this entire time. <laughs> I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, like I said, we get the draft on the first of next month. It's going to be a good time. And for me, this is easily an A show. I was very happy with it. Um, I'm very intrigued with how NXT is going to go um, with them launching their new brand, which is technically 3.0, not 2.0. But, again, nitpicking. (laughs) So, guys, thank you so much for listening. You guys are always supporting us. We truly appreciate you. If you don't already, though, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J-Stream. And you can find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping and get a little bedlam in your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Tuesday, NXT starts off a new era for their brand. We'll see how that goes. Sam and I will be covering that during this this weekend to go into next week. And also, a very special first time ever for Above the Ring. We interviewed a professional wrestler. That interview will be dropping on Thursday. So look out for it. We're very excited about it. It was a whole lot of fun to do. We're looking forward to doing more of them down the road. Thank you guys again. Have a great week. We'll see you Thursday for the interview. Saturday for the SmackDown study. And then next Monday for Above the Ring. You guys have a wonderful night. Most importantly, though, do not forget to ship it and join the Bethlehem. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.